We didn't do any like random banter at the what's, start. It's, that's what's happening right now. <laughs> right. This is <laughs> random Without banter. Without Steve, we're already lost. Well, this is it's recording, so this is random banter, take one. Okay, I thought we normally have coasters, but I guess we'll just hold we don't, up. We've run out of strike back. She's <laughs> a piece of paper. We have run out of strike back. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> we do have copies of Defiance on the PS3 now. It's become our new strike back. Give me one. Jack, oh, we have 20 copies of Jack Reacher on DVD that I've just not given away. <laughs> <laughs> but these are not bad things. Like, Strike Back was bad. No, we That's don't why know. We, we used never, it as we, a we never watched it. I would play Defiance. I was going to buy yeah, it. I'm the, interested I was going to buy it on the PS. Well, you should all just take a copy because they're just sitting right there. Good. Where are they? Are we going to introduce people no, to what we're box. talking about? <laughs> what are these boxes? Oh, look Well, Hansel and Gretel. Oh, that one is a real legit Hansel and Gretel. Here you go. They, they turned to fairy tiles. Thanks. <laughs> we'll just cut this part out. <laughs> that, that'll be my coaster for now. Plenty, and you get three days, three, 30, 30 days, days of, of PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. That's actually worth it. It's only you a get the free games as well. Well, I already have PlayStation yeah. Plus. Right. I'm an Xbox fan. Um, so this is our longest random banter ever. I think we should just jump right in. <laughs> Someone needs to Start. cut in with the intro. Alright. Welcome to the Friendly Fire Podcast, episode number 22? 20, 20, 22? Like four or five for me. This, <laughs> this is our E3 special from Melbourne because we tried to do an E3 and we, we were had a enjoyed. calamity of hard drive well, space. They didn't know that. We could have said we were in our ace. No. Well, but we did it in our yeah. Well, then we'll be super slack because then we've been we home never for like published it. That's true. But we're doing it belatedly from Melbourne where we have a lot of news this week. Yes, and we have special guest Tano. And we have special guest Tano on the show this week. Yes. How are you, Tano? Yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm very, yeah, tanned. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> that derailed I'm, instantly. I'm sure we had a secret sound in the last episode, but oh, I, I have no idea. Have we, we got you guys any emails recently? No. Oh, I got one today. You won 2.5 million. Please contact Fake email. Alright, that last secret sound is just stricken from the record. It never happened. I was not here, and oh, I did listen here. to it while I was in America, but I've obviously forgotten, because I've heard yeah. so many sounds since that sound. I think we might have not done it because we forgot. Anyway. Possible. New new start. We'll do a new one at the end. Alright, let's jump into... Let's do the news first, and then we'll get to E3 after. What about what have we been playing? You missed that one. Well, that, hmm, I was going to jumble that in with E3. Oh, okay. That works. <laughs> yeah, because we kind of played a lot at E3. That's pretty much what we're talking about for that, so. All right. Let's do that all together. The news. The Leo, news. what's happened this week? A big thing happened. Um, Angry Birds is coming to Wii U. <laughs> yes, Angry Birds is. trilogy for Wii System U. System seller. With off-screen play and... Touch screen abilities. <laughs> so, so like normal Angry Birds where you don't use your TV and you use touch screen. But, apparently, since Angry Birds Trilogy was released on other consoles and 3DS, it sold over a million yeah. copies. It is a system seller. How much do you pay on 3DS for Angry Birds? Like 30 bucks. Yeah. Are you kidding me? But you get every Angry Birds. I paid yeah, nine, but you could get them for three bucks. I think I paid one ninety nine <laughs> for Angry Birds Star Wars and I was pretty outraged that I pretty much have this already. 
I mean, it's good. Well, it doesn't have Star Wars in the trilogy. It doesn't. Oh. It's, it's, it's Angry Birds, one. Angry Birds Seasons, and Angry Birds Rio. Yeah, I don't the even the know question is, is this the game Nintendo's been waiting for? I think so. <laughs> sure. They've been waiting for a game, so yes. <laughs> correct. That is correct. Apparently it's coming in August, but I don't think that's what you were alluding to. Well, it was a big one. Tano, why don't you bring us through the actual big news of the week? Um, okay, so Saints Row has been banned yes. in Australia. Banned! And so was State of Decay, which, for a very different reasons... Both refused classification. Refused classification, Despite even though... we've got an R18. Yeah. They're not good enough for adults. Too violent, they, one. Um, and uh, we're not allowed to take drugs, so... Yeah, according to the ruling, the report, which we should source, should we? No? No. <laughs> Um, yes, it goes outside of our bounds of morality or something like that. Well, because the guidelines are pretty strict. The ACB have to follow the guidelines, yeah. and they both we can't blame, we can't fall blame outside it. of it, the guidelines. Yeah. We, we can't blame... I think a lot of people are kind of attacking the people that are on the board, and they're just kind of sticking to guidelines and rules. I think we blame them anyway. Yeah, let's blame them. Stuff. It's the guidelines drafted when the R18... We can't, came in, and it's pretty much the same as MA with a little more. That, that, it, it must not have changed much from what it used to be at all. It seems to be that what was MA last year has just been bumped into the R category. Anything that would have been banned, besides kind of like a little bit of extra gore, is now just being RC'd anyway. So, what, so the main reason that Saints Row was banned was because of this alien anal probe weapon. Or the dildo bat from Saints Row 3. Included penetration of NPC anuses. Yes. Which is unfortunate. It's a lot in that little kind of. (laughs) It did say anus one (laughs) or two times. It is unfortunate that you can do that and it is inappropriate, but shouldn't we be able to judge that and shouldn't we be able to say this is wrong? What do you think? I just also think that. I mean, it's a stupid weapon. It is. I would. I would probably have one go at it, if that, and go, yep, I'm never going to use this again. Exactly. But I think there has to be kind of, you have to take it with the intent as well. Like, this is being banned for implied sexual violence. Like, I think intent has a lot to do with that. The, The tone of Saints Row is not a serious tone. And I don't, I really don't see anyone walking around with this alien anal probe weapon, like, Thinking consciously that like I am going to rape this character walking down the street in this game. Yeah, I just think that's ridiculous. I agree, but I mean that's that's why they've kind of got these guidelines that say there has to be context. If there's a reason that you're sticking an anal probe up someone's bum, then it's okay. But if there's no reason, then it's not okay. Which I don't. What I don't else see would you the be using an anal probe yeah, for. Is, that's, <laughs> my, that's my point. I don't. I don't see how. They're pretty much saying that you can't have this in a game. That's what they're pretty much saying. But with drugs, it's different because... State of Decay is much, much worse, I think, because at least there's kind of a debate over Centro. State of Decay, there's no debate. I haven't seen anyone think, oh, that's a good idea. Well done on banning that. That's going to hurt the adults who can't make up their own mind. I mean, I'm happy for them to remove that weapon from Centro and let us play it because, let's face it, it doesn't change the game in any way. Just get it done. What I want to see them do is replace it with, like, a censorship gun or something... Yeah. So that, like, funny. you shoot it and, like, a piece of tape gets wrapped around their mouth or something. That would be a real... Or just, they like, just, like, entirely fuzz out and just bleed. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Like, you know. That would be, like, quintessential Saints Row right there. And, oh, they should do that. Like, uh, Valve with Left 4 Dead 2, I think they went overboard with the censorship. 
in, as a statement. Yeah, they, they did it as a statement as if to say, well, I'm sorry, Aussie gamers, but we've got to make a point here. And they released a game that was... It kind of proved that Terrible. the blood and the gore actually contributed to the experience. So if they can somehow make a similar statement, not prove that an anal probe device <laughs> contributes to the experience, but as if to say, it's all in fun, it's all in jest, you know, don't take it too seriously, which, yeah. But State of Decay has been banned because it rewards players for using illegal drugs. Mm. I'm sorry, if you're in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. go Use nuts, the go off the rails. Yeah, done. There's much bigger problems than what you're addicted to. But what are they going to do? They're just going to change the name. They're going to change the okay. Yeah, they're going to do what Fallout 3 did. I mean, it's just... it's it's. But also, it's, like... It's silly. What's Breaking Bad rated? I think it's MA. Is that even R? And that's about some dude who's got this meth lab in his backyard, and that's totally fine. It's, it's the interaction, yet, though. It's the engagement. In a zombie apocalypse, you take one drug. Whoa! <laughs> I don't yeah. think adults should be looking but at that. What, what makes me laugh, though, about... We know they're going to change the name of the drugs, or they might limit the how you use them. But throughout the guidelines, the word intent and... Um, context is a lot in, in context, and, like, uh, well, kind exactly of insinuating. And even if you change the name of the drugs... They're going to say, oh, but that's okay. But based on your own guidelines, it doesn't appear to be okay because it's still insinuating that they're taking illegal drugs. But like a zombie apocalypse is kind of like, that's clearly a fantasy world. Breaking Bad set in this world, and that's fine. The context of those situations oh. should be reversed. Isn't Breaking Bad, that's MA, right? Yeah, that's yeah. my point exactly. So my, my 12-year-old cousin can watch that with his 18-year-old brother. I, after watching that government, I've definitely thought, hmm, I could be a meth corp, seems pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> Except for all the like, gangbangers who are trying to take you out all the yeah, time. Well, well, I'll I'll bang bang I think that's the, the disparity between TV, film, and video games. Like, they still get treated differently. Even yeah. though now they have an R rating and an MA rating, I don't think that the MA rating for video games lines up with the MA rating for TV. Fair enough, though, I think. Because you're engaging with a game, you're experiencing something, and you're... You're controlling, I guess, the destiny. I hate to use that word, but you're controlling what the player does kind and of. how that you are, though. Because like, in Saints Row Four, the character doesn't do anything or interact with anyone unless you initiate it. Whereas with a film or a movie, you're watching the person. You know that there's going to be something that happens. I guess this is what I think. You do need some sort of different. This is why in the US they've got different ratings, don't they? They've got the ES, e- e- ESRB. E- RB or whatever. They've got whatever. different ratings because it's, it, you're engaging with the content differently. And I think that that's what we need. That's what we need. We need a different rating system for games. Don't apply the same set of guidelines to games because they're well, totally different. It was different very much a fallacy that the whole thing was overrated for 18. Pretty much MA got bumped up. Yeah, that pretty was it. Much. They didn't change the guidelines. They just that kind of all, moved around their bracket. That was always going to happen. Always going to happen. Which is unfortunate. But this well, is Australia. Saints Row also got banned... The first one? Saints Row 4, okay. not just for the AM Pro, but also for alien narcotics. Yeah. Like, yeah. just for the word narcotics. It's not it's not a specific <laughs> drug, but because the classification board have said that narcotics generally means heroin and cocaine, it's out. Even though it's an alien Didn't Max Payne 3 have to change yeah. its name to Pain yeah. Killers? They couldn't and, use a real word. And it, Which goes back to my point. You're just going to rename it. It's still implied that they're narcotics. Well, what difference does it make well, if you well, it's, I mean, it's... Yeah, so they'll call it, like, alien something else, not narcotics. It's, it's just very... I think in Bioshock does it well, because they kind of call drugs, you know, different things. In, uh, you know, Placids, was it in the, in the plasmids, first... Yeah. Plasmids, Placids, Placids in the first two games. Well, in that, you actually see him, like, sticking yeah, in, in his in, arm. And it's clearly an adrenaline drug. Clearly, it's... it's 
altering how he interacts and how he engages and all these things. But but that's context, I guess, because that whole world is built around that. Yeah. And the people who are there are already in that state, so without that, it's impossible to survive. It's true, yeah, yeah. But would would it would it have been passed if? He was taking heroin to enhance his <laughs> um, strength momentarily. You know, it would have been back guaranteed. It would. Have been well, remember there was a one NFL game. I can't remember what it was mm. called, and you could take steroids and when stuff. When you were injured, yeah, totally it was blitz NFL blitz, yeah. I think. And like you yeah. could take that, and there was a risk you'd get caught, and you had to weigh that up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just banned in Australia, outright. Well, it should be too, as should Joe Watson. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but well, we're yet. Triple X BMX Triple X gets yeah, released. Yeah. While we're talking about drugs and sexual violence, okay, there's those two things. Something called Spartacus Legends or something like that. A use oh, of right, game yeah. based on a TV show. It's the first free to play game. Have you it, watched Spartacus? Well, that's not, <laughs> that's not irrelevant to this. That was one of the first games to be given an R18 rating, and it's since come out, now that the game's been released, that it got censored quite a bit. And that was just for violence. So we thought that violence was going to be the thing that would get through with R18. Sexual violence has obviously been banned totally. Drugs are still being banned. Maybe we still get normal violence. Nope, that got censored as well. What we've been, what I've been hearing on our Facebook page and on our web page from people is that I haven't played it yet, but they're saying that there's no blood at all. Yeah, no, like it's just it's like Left for Dead Two style, like totally stripped out, and it's still rated R. So he apparently someone's got in contact with Ubisoft, one of our readers and. Apparently it's not supposed to be like that, but he's still waiting for a response. So maybe we should get in contact with Ubisoft. <laughs> maybe we should do it instead of one guy who reads occasionally. Hmm. So it's all very interesting and weird. We can summarise that R18 has not got any games into the country really, besides Mortal Kombat. That's true. And that is it. Let's talk about potential franchises that might be R18. Call of Duty, you said already. GTA, definitely. Definitely. Watch Dogs. Um, I can see Watch Dogs getting an R rating. Because while you're hacking and stuff, I mean, if a game gets banned in this country for graffiti, what was it? Um, Mark Echo's Get Up. I mean, you, you're, you're hacking yeah. people's personal... banned in this country for graffiti. Have yeah. you walked around Melbourne before? Well, that's why they banned it. was encouraged. That's why they banned it. It, it. it was before they started encouraging people to do... So they let Jet Set Radio in, but they didn't let... Yeah, um, yeah I know, right? <laughs> Mark Echo. This is the company, I forget what game it was, but they released, very quite recently, they released a game on V that was R and a game on PS3 that was PG, and it was exactly the same game. Wow. Oh, yeah, I can't, it, had, it had one extra, it had some downloadable stuff that pushed it into R. It was like a tiny thing, though. Like, it was an RPG, I think. Yeah, it was... This is why people should blame people on the board, because they are morons if they're doing that. Yeah. If The Last of Us had had the same sort of brutal violence, the same themes and everything, but as a film, kind of disregarding what I said before in terms of interaction and engagement, would it, would it have received an R rating? Oh, I don't think MA. it would. Yeah, it would be MA, guaranteed. But I, I agree yeah. with it being an R-rated game. I think you, you're right. Like, I think as a game, that deserves yeah, its yeah. R rating. Because the, the violence is just... I mean, when it happens, it's... They want you to know that violence is not common, but it's a necessity. You need to do it. It's well, kill they, or be killed. In Last of Us, they make you look at it. Yeah, and, yeah. And it never goes away, and it never like it's always there, and it's always full on and confronting. Every time you take out an enemy, there's the noises, and like you can you get like you you can pan the camera, mm. and it goes for like at least ten seconds, like the the stealth ten yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just very full on confronting. Mm. We've got a game in front of us, Defiance. What's that rated? MA, Strong MA. violence online content. It's not that. It's not out of that. It's a standard generic shooter. 
Sure. Well, I agree with you that COD will be R-rated for sure. It, it, it'll be one. It'll be one very trivial thing, like in I think Black Ops Two, you had the scene yeah. where he took drugs and he it'll, ran through the town. It'll be like the no the Russian, Russian or no Russian like that. scene. You, there will be one scene. The scene where the dog dies. That will get it R-rated. Yeah. Or where the dog licks your dead face. One of the that, two. That, <laughs> that might even potentially get banned. Like let's let's. Activision will never let that happen. Yeah, it is all about. We have an article just up recently from Lee Harris, who worked with the classification board for nine years when he worked at Rockstar. So he pretty much, he was the guy who sat with them and said, this is the context of this action. So yeah. you run over this hooker, and <laughs> he would explain why that's in context and why at the time that deserves an MA rating. And they said, sure, because he explains, presumably, I don't know this exactly, but from that situation, he would say, well, you don't have to do this, but you can. And if you do, there's a yeah. consequence because the cops will start chasing you and get locked up for it. So he, he, he looked at uh, Bioshock as well, I think, and yeah. GTA 4. So he, he would have worked at doing those games, and it is about kind of explaining to them the context. But so, well, that's exactly why Activision wouldn't let Call of Duty get banned, because they'll do a very yeah. good job. Whereas Deep Silver would have very limited representation here. They would probably have one or two guys working for AIE, mm-hmm. the distributor, who had to do it. It's not probably their actual job, but they had to do it and something controversial comes up and they're not prepared like Rockstar would be mm. to cover it. But how do you put an anal probe device in context? But I mean, if, what, I mean just say Rockstar had something like that, they would put it in context, they would have done their research. I guess, like, it's not really, but you're in, you're on another planet and aliens have abducted you and this is like a bizarre recreation of Steelport. I don't even. I, I'm not sure whether it's like a real place or whether it's like a virtual reality thing. I mean, there's a, there's probably arguments to make. Yeah, yeah, sure. But sure. I didn't know that I mean, plot point. Spoilers. I, sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. But I mean, it happens in like the first two minutes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but I mean, do, if you really yeah, want to sure. argue that hard for that weapon, yeah, then yeah. go for your life. But I mean, I don't think it's not that's worth, that yeah. important. It's not. I do. Well, I mean, yeah. I it is the, the principle of it, though. I think the guidelines saying that any drug use that rewards the player is an automatic RC. I think that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. That is wrong. I, I think the the principle of it. I mean, I've. I've like, I mean, and and it's really sorry to cut you off, but it's really stupid. Like to get around that, all you have to do is say, "Well, that's not a drug. That's such and such." Mm. It's the same with gore as well. Why can't blood be there? I watched James Franco cut off his own arm. It's like ma. In whatever that movie. That was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Wow. Um, so that's cool, and that's a real person. That's not a graphic. Mm. Do yeah. I, I'm just I'm just thinking. I mean, if I was in that position, I, I I think that I would really really push to keep the weapon in the game out of principle. But that that's me. I mean, I think that I know that you think it's trivial. It's a trivial weapon, but it's a trivial reason to ban it at the same time. Which but, I think is the issue that the industry faces and the country faces as well. That's yeah, I mean, for, for one little tiny portion of the game, the rest of it is not allowed to be played in this country. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty bad. Which, and, we, and I think that we should make an effort to change that rather than accept it and say, well, let's take the weapon out. We should just take the weapon out so we can play the damn game, obviously, but that's got to change. And if you're desperate ridiculous. enough to... Use the anal probe, then buy it from England or the US, yeah. and be done with it. Where they like probing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and apparently, it wasn't enough to offend Peggy or the US. Yeah, that's well. That's another. That's another argument that apparently the Australian standard of morality, because morality is in the guidelines, it's in the report that these things 
um, are, are offensive to our standards of morality. That means our standards of morality are above the US. Well, get, above, we, we can that's the other difference above. too, because Peggy in the US ratings, they're not government. That's that's industry yeah, yeah. based, and it's volunt- like they voluntarily have that, so that parents know what not to and what to buy their kids. Whereas here, it's a mandatory government mandated. Do it, which is beneficial, but at the same time, it's it's obviously bad because there's obviously issues there. Clearly, well, I just think it's and it's always hard with guidelines because they're not it's, hard and fast yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. And this is where you can get. Um, inconsistencies and where like say years ago they had that destroy all humans game where there was an anal probe in that and like your brain you could shoot someone and then their brain would come out Mm. their backside from this weapon and now obviously there's probably different board members and stuff they have a different take on the guidelines as to the people back then or they're given different you know what I mean like it's it can't be consistent when people change and the rules aren't hard and fast it's just Grey. Yeah, yeah. You need to interpret this the best. Um, what's the statement? Reasonable, like a, as a reasonable person would. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's. I think that's a basis of law in most things. Yeah, like it is so reasonableness. This... But who, who are, am I, or you, or Ben, or anyone to Who's decide reasonable what's person? reasonable? Yeah, but it's different in a court. Of, I I can understand its use in a court of law because it, it, in this case, it's kind of it, it's not stuff that you might be. I can understand if a game is being made where the character's sole purpose is to go out and sexually assault someone. Yeah. And there's, there's reward for that act. I can understand that. I, I, I get that. I mean, there are games from Japan that have been banned. They're, they're literally rape games. These are games that should be banned because, yeah, it's going to offend us. It's going to offend people that have been in that situation. Whereas something like this, I know it, it gets close to that. I understand it. But it is... It's kind of at a point where it's so loose and it's just... I think it comes back to that thing what I was saying of intent. Like, no, nobody, no, I think, no is going to grab that weapon and go, I am yeah, yeah. going to rape this person. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's not why they buy the game either. No. Yeah. We should move on from my routine. We should go all day. We, we have talk a about it all bigger night. topic. All week, all month. Is there any other news we must cover in like 30 seconds? Just uh, bash it out. Pax uh, Pokemon. Pax Pokemon. Pax Pokemon. I which watched, I don't care about. I was, I was considering trying to train up my black and white two Pokemon and yeah. have a go. And then I watched some videos online and I went, hell no. Yeah, yeah, you're going to get Well, Vooks told me he had absolutely no chance himself, so that pretty much struck me out of the running. Yeah, I'm, I'm not it. I'm going to go to the thing in Melbourne uh, at the Fed Square to the, <laughs> the trials. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. But I'm not going to play because... Even though you got the, the age groups, some 16-year-old who was born in 97 will just destroy me. Yeah, that is the, that's the oldest age group, by the way, 97 and yes. before. Um, who are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, well, Why can't there be an old person group? So how, we, how old are you? 28. Yeah. Okay, I'm 27. We were talking before about how I just kind of missed the obsession with Pokemon, but now you kind of put that argument to no, shame. When no, I was, no, I think it makes sense. When I was in high school, year 7... Was yeah. 90, no, two, it would have been 98, 90, 97, 98, like 99. Yeah. Pokemon Blue and Red came out, and I had a Game Boy, and a couple of like my friends at school, we all played that, so that's when I first got into it, like mm. the, at the very beginning. Like these kids today who were like, oh, I've been to Pokemon, they grew up on like Diamond and Pearl, they got no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart yeah, yeah. Gold and 
Soul Silver, you don't know. You don't know Pokemon. It, it is going to be a hard. You don't know Pokemon until you play Pokemon in black and white. And <laughs> Pokemon is a body. weird thing, though. Like you're probably one of the outliers of people who <laughs> like it from like when they were in year seven and got into it. Most people I find it's like twenty five now is the cutoff. Yeah. And like they would have been like year six, year five. I mean, but the thing is, like, uh, it's kind of it's a really weird thing because it kind of happened then just exploded, and now still kids have a different version. I don't know what's going on anymore. I it's like seven hundred Pokemon. I'm excited for X and Y, but I'll be honest. I, I get all the Pokemon. I'll, I'll get most of them when they come out new, or one of them, and I will play for I don't know hours. And then I'll stop. I, I don't think I've finished a Pokemon game since Red or Blue, whichever one I had. Like, they take That's so much time. time finish Yellow. You know, I've probably put I've probably put total like over 150 hours into Pokemon combined, but I've only ever finished one of them because they're just yeah. massive games. And as I've grown older, they're like a 40-hour journey each, and they're the same thing. As I've grown older and have more responsibilities, and then now write about games and have to play a lot of different games, I just simply do not have time to play Pokemon. But if you're good at Pokemon, especially Black and White 2, yep. you can compete at Pax Australia, and if you happen to win your age group, you'll be sent to Canada, the, the <laughs> homeland of a missing colleague, uh, and you can compete in the World Championship. So Nintendo will pay for that, so that's a pretty sweet deal. And if you don't have a Pax ticket, you can win a Pax ticket plus... A PAX ticket for your friend. And accommodation and those things. To go and try and win. And there's, on both of our websites, there's a list of yeah, dates and places that you can There were five that. events so in five different states. What's the youngest age group? Uh, in 2002 and younger. Okay, so, yeah, you're winning so tickets and accommodation to Melbourne as a 12-year-old. That's, pretty, like, that's a pretty awesome prize. With your prize. parents. It'll be with yeah, your yeah. mum. But that is a pretty kick-ass prize. It is. That's to go to Canada, right? And he enter Mel- So yeah, if you oh you have to win in Melbourne. Yeah, we have to win at yeah. PAX, but if you don't have a ticket to PAX, you, you can win a ticket yeah, to okay, PAX sure. from I think you can win one from Perth, Melbourne, Adelaide, Sydney, yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. Imagine as a twelve year old winning a Pokemon tournament and going to Canada. I mean well, I don't life know achievement. Right I don't there. know how the I don't know how the tickets work they have around been. Australia, but you, it'll be the top two people from each age bracket at PAX get to go to yeah, Canada. So six cool. people will get sent from Australia to cool. the International Pokemon Championships. But right. it's it's very different. It's not just you take your six best Pokemon and go like, they do something and level them. They even amount to level 50 or something and there's all this stuff that they do and I was watching it and it's just far too much strategy for me. Like my, I play Pokemon to knock the other Pokemon out. I attack. I've never used defense. I've never used like up defense strategy when like they flash and like you but, increase your attack power. What is that shit? But people have their whole <laughs> strategies based around all these moves that like uh, don't do you damage. You mean a strategy game needs strategy? I, uh, but Pokemon <laughs> is like it doesn't seem like it on the yeah, surface because yeah, yeah. of all there the is a lot of strategy toys and, and cartoons and everything. Mine has always been get the most powerful attack and just use that one till you run out yeah. and use the others. My good friend Shane was telling me that he was watching this guy who is currently Pokemon World Champion. And Ooh, he's going back to, the def- to defend. <laughs> <laughs> and he has he's has this um, strategy based around the opposite of what everyone else does. And he has this psychic move <laughs> called Trick Room, which what it does is it flips the normal game on its head and the slowest Pokemon go first. So what he has is he has a bunch of really slow, powerful Pokemon nice. like Snorlax, and he flips it. But I mean, I don't know how you deal with that if people are expecting powerful. that. And like, yeah. I don't know. Like, mm. There's just so much... 
And then you're gonna have some, if, if they counter that, you're gonna be able to counter their counter. Well, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna win, is what we've learned here. But if anyone from MMGN or Survivor is good at Pokemon, we'll go and cheer you at the PAX official competition. We might even take photos of you and put them on our websites. We will take that as a personal victory if anyone from either site wins. Because that is better than we can ever do. I, I won't be winning. There's not a chance. Not even going to compete. Mm. And I might win a COD comp. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you might win a pairs because no one plays pairs. Yes. Um, well, you didn't beat me, obviously. Let's move on to E3. Because yep. that is our big topic. We've wasted a lot of time not on E3. I wouldn't say wasted. Not wasted. I think we had a good discussion. Yeah, good discussion. Um, we did talk about it a little bit at E3. I don't know if anyone remembers what we'd said, because I certainly don't. Because uh, we uh, then we went to we Vegas talk, after that. Let's talk about... Oh, you guys did a po- you ended up doing a podcast in Vegas? No, no we did not. We'd not have we tried time. to do the podcast where we all sat together and then it died. Did, did that get published? No, because no, oh, the, okay. the hard drive failed. So why don't, we, why don't we start with... Um, Best favourite and worst? Five good and five bad, like we did. Okay. That then. is perfect. We'll just rotate with the five good. Okay, you can begin, because you've already got your list. Yeah, see, I already did my, yeah. My favourite game I decided was Watch Dogs, just because everyone's always like, oh, Watch Dogs. Really? Because it's not next-gen, really, it's fake next-gen, it's cross-fake next, kind of next-gen. Yeah, I miswrote about Titanfall and I said it was next-gen because I was like, I discarded the Xbox 360 version and someone called me on it and I was like, fine, and I amended it and I said, it is current dash cross dash next just kind of just PC gen. Ridiculous. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, yeah, Watch Dogs was interested me. Then when I saw the hacking thing, which I didn't expect, where you go into someone else's game, anyone's game who has a feature turned on, um, and they don't know you're there, it just so blew my mind. That's really cool. I That's, like it. Every game these days is doing like, let's just add multiplayer for the hell of it into a single player game. Mm. This is adding multiplayer into a, what is really a single player game mm. that makes it better. It's kind of like an MMO kind of multiplayer. It's, you're not going to have multiple people in your game at once. It's going to be like one person. But, but that's what you do. When, I, when I play Watch Dogs, I will set it to, I can only allow my friends in, and I'll just leave that on all the time. That's boring. I don't want random people... <laughs> Just constantly coming in. That's the in. point, though. You need random people coming in. That's the point. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I would give it a go for like a week. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. I'll I would try it with randoms, but then I will probably just leave it to friends. Yeah. And yeah. then I would text them like, don't you come into my game. Do you know, do you know what the problem is with uh, Watch Dogs? Is that the presentations I've seen have been quite slow and would be boring it's, well, it's that kind of game but I imagine there are so many shooters with... now the, the fact yeah, that yeah, okay yeah. you do have a gun but the fact the whole hacking thing is just yeah it, looks it blows amazing. your mind when you, when you see it you're like it oh, looks, so you're gonna it looks different I really, like, oh, I really, I really awesome. like when he like you hack and then you hack a camera and then you hack mm. the next camera and then it's yeah, like yeah, different yeah. viewpoints of the same area and you can it's just it looks Very like I think uh, I think the fact that you're playing it and you kind of learn about the world while you're playing it is just very new because you're so used to like open worlds now. So it's going a world where you don't really understand everything mm-hmm. at the start is amazing. Yeah. Very good. What else do we have? Leo, favorite game? Uh, favorite. Well, like we're talking about top five, so any of them really. All right. I would say that I I was actually. Oh. I don't know. Come back to me. Come back to me. Oh, I've got to pick one. I, I liked what I saw from... I like the look of Forza so far. 
Uh, we're going to play the one Prague level. We're, we're going to yeah, say Forza because it sounds better. Forza, Forza is I, I hate Forza. That's what they said there. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure Forza. it's Forza. Well, it, it is, but I prefer Forza. Okay. You know what like it's saying? Forza. That's, how, that's how, how the Aussies say it. Forza, Forza mate. Uh, so Forza looks really good. It plays well. Um, what else did I see? It's, it's oh, wow, I can't even... I've got to think now. There's so much, I saw so much stuff. It's really... And I'm just... It's all blurring together. Um, Arkham Origins looks... I didn't get a chance to see that. Looks pretty good. Uh, I, I thought it was funny that it's a predecessor... It's a prequel, but Batman's got more powerful tools in, in the previous <laughs> two games. But it looks great. It looks like your quintessential Batman game. I love how there's a great feature where you can... Um, so something happens. The, the, the example that they showed was a helicopter crashed. And Batman was standing next to the helicopter crash and there was stuff everywhere and there was a fire and he was able to use a tool and kind of reverse what had happened to this see is, where, what had caused it. This is the evolution of his um, detective moment, yes, right? So instead yes. of just turning it into x-ray and getting some yeah. feedback, this is actually like lets you investigate scenes. Yeah, and yeah. so they, they kind of look at the angles of how the plane crashed and where it came in from and what initiated it and how dents were caused in the propeller and all this stuff. And he was able to just... Uh, Come up with this conclusion that it had been a sniper rifle that had hit the tail of the helicopter, and then he, and then the mission was to find where the bullet had come from and the direction. It was actually really cool. It, it took it to a whole new level. While my love of Batman is well documented, I'm a little concerned about the frequency that we're getting these Arkham games. I agree. Now. Because it, I mean, Arkham Asylum, and then we had um, Arkham City. Arkham City was, what, three years after Arkham Asylum? And now this is only two years so after... 08 and 2011. Sorry? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so the three, and then now two. Two years. I, I, don't, I don't want them to annualise Batman Arkham something. I don't, they can't possibly go beyond Origins. <laughs> like, it's the Origins of Arkham. Well, there's two games in development. There's still the Rocksteady one, which they haven't announced yet. So that hope, yeah. But I really did. I, I didn't. I didn't see it at E3. True, but it, on, say, on this Batman thing, I really do like the look of that Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman. Yeah, that the Black side game. scroller. Yeah, yeah, that looks really. That looks really. That reminds me. I used to have a Batman game on Game Boy. Old school, black and white, really great platformer, really hard. Reminded me a bit of Super Metroid. If you can Batman. get it, I know you're hardcore Batman. If you can find look. this game, really good. Um, but what else? I, I, I didn't mind um, Mad Max. I thought it looked okay, aside from the American accent. Everyone, Everyone else I spoke to said it was awful. I, I, I think that a lot of people... They were very angry about the accent I think situation. a lot of people were ticked off. But a game on its own... Why do they do that, though? Like, that's just a, it, such it, a simple it is, thing. To it was, it, it, I, I wasn't as angry. I'm not as big a Mad Max fan, I think, as some other people. But when he started talking, I'm thinking... Is it Mad Max Australian? Like, I don't know enough about the franchise. But I, I did kind of look at the game and I thought it looked okay. It's, it's Avalanche software. They've made games in the past. I was just disappointed because when I was at the Sony conference, I was like, oh my God, this is Fallout mm. 4. This is Fallout 4, like, as they were showing it. And then yeah. I was like, Mad Max. No, <laughs> no, no. You're not Fallout 4 at all. Yeah. yeah. I have my favourite now. Do you? The Evil Within. Magnificent. Interesting, yeah. I keep forgetting about that because I saw it pre three, so I forget. Because that my game E3. is pretty much made for me and for yeah. Steve. Like survival horror. Roy yeah. was asking before what my favorite games are, and I forgot. Yeah, you've but come survival up with horror it. is my favorite type of game, yeah. and this is Shinji Mikami. Yeah, and yeah. he gave us a little spiel beforehand about how this is going back to the roots of survival horror and how there's no boring QTE. Um, 
yeah. and how like I, and I like that you have to like burn the corpses like Resident Evil remake on GameCube but I also like how it's got this supernatural vibe to it and it's freaky really vibe. freaky it had yeah. a bit of eternal darkness about it yeah it's I, kind of like and I just like the fact that the name The Evil Within is Resident Evil like, yeah yeah <laughs> I mean that that, that presentation I, I assume we would have seen the same thing it was thing the hands seen. off um, they, yeah, they yeah. show them rocking up at there the were, asylum and then they show the next yes, bit in the house. Yes, and with the chainsaw. Well, Steve and I were sitting there, and he leans over and he goes, "Yeah, it's almost like you're being Lewis from Resident Evil 4. And then, as he said that, the character—I can't—I don't know what the character's name. Seb. He's what? Sebastian. Um, <laughs> of course it is. He looks out the window, and there's all these zombie villager yeah, things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was exactly like that scene from Resident Evil yeah. 4. And this is what Shinji Mikami was saying. He's like, "This is taking it back to." This is the natural progression from Resident Evil 4, not what Resident yeah. Evil 5 and 6 did. This is what yeah. I wanted to make after Resident Evil 4, and I'm, and I'm just super excited yeah. about that game. And I don't even know what consoles it's coming out on. Uh, it's coming on current and next gen. It's another cross-gen. Yeah. Cross it was one of the few games that I was actually sitting there with my hands on my knees and just kind of shocked what... I, I was waiting to see it was going to happen. It was quite tense and suspenseful. You know, I was taking notes in the presentation, and uh, I was the first game like a hands-off experience because there was a dude playing it, and I actually got anxious when he was going around yeah, the corner. Yeah. Like, the first yeah. time in a hands-off, I'd be like, "Don't go there, guy." Yeah, yeah. I mean that—that that, you know, a horror games kind of nailed it without even having offered gameplay hands-on yet. When it I was—I was a little excited because it was Shinji Mikami plus survival horror, and he hasn't done that for since Resident Evil Four. But then when I saw all the promo videos and, you know, that live-action stuff, I was like, this all looks very generic, torture-porn awfulness. Mm. But I judged it too early. Like, once I have seen what they're doing, it's... I don't know. I think it's going to scare the absolute pants off of me. I hope this does well, because I want... Silent Hill is one of my favourite franchises. I haven't really loved it for a couple of years. No. Um, but I... It's kind of one of the few survival horror... Fr- like, Resident Evil's kind of made this natural progression into action. Yeah. Not even really horror, kind of horror... Action with horror in brackets. I wouldn't and even say horror. It's yeah. Just, it's just an action. It's there, just yeah. kind of action with a few jumps and scares. Yeah. Like, not even. Um, but so, uh, Silent Hill has kind of always had that eerie, freaky, slow feel about even it. Even when the games haven't been good. Yeah, like, it's, um, it's always Homecoming had Homecoming and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Downpour, they were still, like... Yeah. They were still tense and creepy to yeah. play, and and I, I hope it. I hope the evil within does well because I want the industry to realise that this genre, people want to play. It's not niche like you think it is. It's a major thing that it, it kind of defined gaming in its early years. It defined the PlayStation in a way. Well, Resident all, Evil. All of the kids like me and you who played Resident Evil and Silent Hill, we're now almost thirty years old or are thirty years old, and we want to play those games yeah, still, yeah. not action games masquerading is in that franchise mm. but they think that they, they think every game needs to have run and gun and chest high walls and you know set pieces for us to care but it does, yeah. I, I want to play a game where I have to creep around and be scared mm. of stuff and yeah. I, I, I think the Evil Within it actually had a bit of that Silent Hill vibe especially when, <laughs> like, when you, yeah. he drops down when the people are invading that house and he runs down a corridor and he shuts the door and he turns around and then he's in one long corridor yeah, and the and door is gone and then he walks a bit and he turns around and he's in a different corridor and it just and and the uh, without spoiling anything for anyone listening 
that end of the first section where you walk out the front of the asylum and you're just like, what is yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, 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 sure. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, but yeah. But that was my, that was my favourite, I think, because it was just good to see some survival horror like making a big impression. And with and the fact that like Bethesda are behind it, I think, says that they've got some faith in it. Bethesda haven't really picked a bad game for a few years. That's true. They've been doing one a year and they've been spot on. You reminded me about the ending of that presentation. We have to talk about it now. Because yeah. I totally forgot about that. But we have to The talk light at the end of the corridor? No, no, no. There's another end. At the very That's end. At the very end. The very end. The, the, what like happens the, uh, when he sees? The grudge type thing. No. Kind of what happens when he steps out of the... Oh, the, it, oh when the he end steps through the light. Part. Oh, the first part of the very end. I'm pretty sure it was at the very end and then it ended. So when you're, you're in the hallway and he tries to move forward and like the water comes and rushes him then he, and the hallway grows again. And it ended forward. for me when he was outside. Oh, so you didn't, oh, see you the, didn't saw the first part of the presentation. You didn't see the second part where he was in it because they did, they did arriving at the, the this, asylum and then they did Perth House was what it said on the screen and then there was... Yeah, a, they skipped forward like to halfway through the The game. presentation ended where he walked out and it was kind of a cliffhanger and like, what the hell? Oh, what? you missed the second you half of the, the presentation. Bit. No, I was there. Like, it finished. Yeah, well, I mean, they didn't show it to you. Yeah. So, so you didn't see the bit you where... You saw the bit where they went to like, they ended in the hallway yeah, and they like, the, moved to the, the light head. and there was... I saw that. I saw that. You saw that as well? Yeah. That was the end for us. No. Well, they, they must have, have just made the order. They, they did it because it made sense. The order they did it in because it kind of was a cliffhanger. I'm thinking, what the hell oh, is going on? So, yeah. so you walk into the asylum and then when you walk back out, nothing is the same anymore. You're correct. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, we've probably given away too much there. Which is a good way to end it. it would be a good well, way. We, to end I saw it. that bit first, and then they okay, showed no, the bit. That was second. That was second. That was anyway. Yeah. That was quite cool. Everyone in the podcast just tuned out now because they're like, what are they talking about? Well, it's it's going to blow your mind when you see it, trust me. After what you've seen in that... And aside from the fact that Steve and I were sitting together and as far away as you are from me now, uh, which is probably, I don't know... Yeah, not much. Less than a metre, and that was where Shinji Mikami was, and I was just like... I went to Steve, I'm like, Steve, Steve, that is Shinji Mikami. And he's like, what? What? I'm like, that is Shinji Mikami. And he's like, oh my god. Moving on. You're... What else you know what? I picked a... Why don't we do a bad one now? Let's do a bad one. I I knew people would prefer my awful list, and they did. Because <laughs> uh, people see really just want to know what I hate. Are we going to pick the, the, the one that's going to outrage everyone the most? Um, the one I didn't put on the list. Huh? It's pretty outrageous. Well, not really. Oh, the one that I pointed out you left off. <laughs> no, and another one which I wanted to put on there, but I didn't, because... No, I'm talking about the, the, the game oh, that everyone's oh. been excited for, and... It's not going to be good. You mean Super Mario 3D World whatever? Yes. Awful! <laughs> totally oh, that gets my big awful stamp. So not good. Wow. Yeah, um, I, should, I didn't get a good reaction on Twitter from that. It is the handheld game was amazing, right? They've taken the same formula. They've added multiplayer from the and 2D side-scroller. Oh, no, sorry, it's not a suit. It's a transformation. And a cat lycra. And then... They like mesh them together. They don't work. They tried to put two D side scrolling multiplayer in a two point five D world, and it's just terrible. The multiplayer was terrible. How the camera worked when we like moved too far apart was ter- you couldn't see what you were doing on like a massive TV right in front of it. One person plays with a gamepad, which is fine. You've got the stick. Three other people play with. The, um, we should point out my opinion is totally based on multiplayer. We oh, haven't yeah. played it alone. We don't know how that plays. You use the Wii remote, but you get sections where you need to move forward and diagonal, 
And on a Wii remote, oh, that's yeah, almost yeah, impossible. Yeah. You've yeah. got to go, you know, right up, right up. Like you have to do like a squiggly thing with your thumb mm. to make them run in that direction because you don't have that quarter. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. also it's not three D like Mario Galaxy was. It's not quite two D like New Super Mario Bros was. It's kind of the in between that Mario three D Land was and three D S. Nintendo will tell you this is the first 3D game on Wii U for Mario. But it isn't real 3D Mario. It, just, it feels like when they launched New Super Mario Bros. U as a game for Wii U, it was like, well, where's our real Mario? This is not... It feels exactly the same. same. It's like, where's our real Mario? This is not... This is a 3DS game. The other game you gave us was a DS game <laughs> in Wii U. This is a 3DS game in Wii U. Like, where is the actual... 3D Mario platformer. It's, it's yeah. Follows up from Mario 64 or Galaxy or Galaxy 2 it's or Sunshine. It's not in that vein. It's in the cheap Mario side spin-off. They have the potential here on Wii U to really expand Mario, though. Seriously. With, well, like, get well, Galaxy. This and game you're further. getting is should have been on 3DS probably next year. A little bit of a break. It's not a Wii U game. Yeah. And this year they should have gone for something else. They should have bought Mario Kart up for this year. That would have been a much better it's, idea. It's it was just disappointing that that's the Mario we're getting. I mean, it may turn out to be a good game in single it'll player. Be, it'll be fun enough, but it won't be... I'll it'll... never play it in multiplayer, ever. You know what, I think I gave Galaxy 2 a 10. It was the only game I've ever given 10. It's this is not series. even going to be anywhere near that good. I mean, we... we don't, need... don't put it up there. It's not going to be anywhere near They it. have to offer something at that level. Mm-hmm. They have to. And the fact that they haven't even shown... How long did it take before they showed, they showed Galaxy? 07? Came out in 07, so we showed it. Yeah, so they, they would have showed it with the Wii when they. Yeah, they were, probably did. You know, did. and, and they, the, the Wii U's kind of been out for a while now. And, and for those, and for the Wii U not just playing in HD, those games look awesome. Galaxy and Galaxy 2 both look amazing, even without HD. Oh, imagine if that was made on that, on that piece of hardware. They're just one of the best looking games last gen, anyway, and the Wii was like behind. It was, it was actually a disappointment list I put up, so that was the most disappointing. It wasn't the yeah. worst game I played, no, but it was the most disappointing. disappointing. I thought Dark Light was pretty disappointing. Um, Dying Light? Dying Light, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Steve said the same thing. He it's, said it looked like uh, Dead Island, but not. Like Dead Island, but kind of on adrenaline, but not kind of tiring, you know, like... We've been this, we've seen this, we've had this zombie open world game. Um, it was kind of like the presentation was the dev running around killing zombies. It was what I had played already with Riptide. Yeah. Nothing really stood out to me and said, this is going to be a great new open world zombie game. Like the feeling we had with Dead Island, forget about the CGI trailer, but when we first heard that it was going to be an open world zombie game, everyone kind of went crazy. It kind of spawned. DayZ and all these other games and yeah. the genre kind of took off took, took off it after that it was the year of the zombie E3 yeah it was big time well, but that was disappointing literally because whenever you walk past Capcom you got kind of groped that was, that was very cool yeah uh, I, didn't, I didn't get groped but yeah I walked near enough to the fence <laughs> I was very unimpressed with Wolfenstein really yeah. I thought Wolf and that was okay. I but thought I that a while was great. Nah. Did you play it? I no. I just I played it. Yeah, I, 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 I saw the hands off thing, and I thought the the first part of that was pretty cool, where he was on the train, and they did the whole yeah, yeah, bit. doing the testing. That was kind of cool, and then the next bit they showed, and I was like, well, this is the most boring generic shooter I've seen in it's a Wolfenstein, long time, man. It's yeah. that, that you know, it's it's it, they to me Wolfenstein is I want outrageous weaponry. I want like Nazi science. I want Nazi. Zombies. But it didn't look like that. Pretty cool. It didn't look like that to me. It looked like 
normal Nazi soldiers, and I had a, or the guy had an assault rifle or a machine gun, and a, and I don't know, it just looked very bleh. I think I'm kind of biased because I, I love Wolfenstein. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it a go later on, but just from that, like yeah, that, yeah. that hands-off impression was not enough to make me go. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. looks cool. It I, was just very. I played cool. it and I thought. It was it is a pretty generic shooter, it doesn't do anything amazing, but it was a pretty polished shooter. It wasn't yeah. like if you just like a normal shooter mm-hmm. in a Nazi this is kind of an interesting world set in the sixties when the Nazis would have won. won. Yeah. And there was some That cool, is cool, but there were some cool kind of little things that you kind of find that you probably didn't see in the hands off where you kinda of stumble across, oh that's what would have happened if the Nazis had won. Um, gameplay wise it's not anything crazy different, but it was pretty solid. I don't think it's gonna be like a amazing you have to play this, but I think it would be a solid, enjoyable game. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a go, just that what I saw was not didn't blow me away. Mm. I I've I've come up with one of my best of the show, I forgot about it. Yeah. Pretty predictable. Pez. <laughs> Pez twenty fourteen. I, I think the <laughs> Ben's just giving me the sign of disapproval. They're well, using the Fox engine and this is pretty impressive because they're using this on current gen platforms. Yeah, I, we played Pez a lot. Yeah, it, it it looks it looks really good and, and Compared to PES 13, this is... I'm big on sports games. I play NBA, I play FIFA. I give the baseball games a try, but I don't know the sport well enough to actually enjoy those games. But the change from PES 2013 to PES 2014 is it's bigger than any other change I've seen, even from the PS2 era to the Xbox 360 era when we saw NBA 2K and NBA Live make that jump. This is quite a significant And this is change. not next year. Yeah, this, this is, is this current. is it's quite impressive that they've managed to get this new engine, this Fox engine working on current gen. I guess it's a, it's a sports game, it's not like it's an open world game. But the physics that they've got at work here is is quite astounding considering what PES twenty thirteen is like. I think the PES community is gonna love it. We, one of one of my best of E three. We play PES twenty thirteen every day and compared to FIFA it's pretty dated. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Just how it's pretty mechanical. PES PES twenty fourteen is more FIFA thirteen than what it is PES twenty thirteen. If that makes That's sense. That's good, I think. Yeah. I think FIFA's better. It's it's moving in that direction where they've got a good uh, physics engine in play here and it's it's far more unforgiving than what PES twenty thirteen is. You can make a mistake and kinda of make up for it, whereas that's not really simulation. Pez 2014, I was making a mistake and the opposition was scoring. And that's what you want in a simulation. That's what NBA 2K is like, where you make a mistake or you pass it. 2K is brutal. It's like you, you, you pass it across the key and guaranteed 90% of the time they will steal the ball. It doesn't matter what their steal rating is because that's what it's like in the NBA. You cross a pass the, uh, through the key, they will steal the ball off you and they'll get a fast break. Mm-hmm. I was playing that last night and I got slammed playing just a simulation game against the AI. And they killed me. And that's what I've seen in Pez. You don't see that in Pez unless you're playing in the highest setting. So, yeah. One more you like, Leo, or else we're going to go for a long time. Well, I'm going to say something, and I think you'll probably want to talk about it too. Dead Rising 3. Dead Rising 3, yes. I can see that. The only game that I saw that was totally next gen yes. that is actually impressive at this point. I would definitely agree with that. So like launch title by my by yes, Xbox yes. One you know because of this game rather than get that, this game with the console. That plus Forza has probably swayed me towards when I, A3 I was very PS4. It's probably swayed me to Xbox One because there's nothing on PS4 to play. Yeah, um, but let's go back. To I don't the think there's anything on either of them 
Dead Rising 3 Except is the Dead thing. Rising Dead 3. Rising, like, yeah, four, I agree. Forza yeah, pretty much it's four is. one track, and like, <laughs> it's if you don't like a racing game, then there's no Yeah, point. yeah, I agree. It's like Actually, a fighting game. It's like Killer Instinct. I think Need for Speed Rivals is quite good, but... Yeah. And that's only next gen. But... Dead Rising amazed me because they explained that pretty much, and Roy rebutted me in boss, I should say, on the site saying he did some math because I wrote Can something saying there's no more loading with like Dead Rising 3, the whole world's open. And he said that's impossible because the world's too big for the math. And what I meant to say, and pretty much what I actually did say, he misinterpreted me, <laughs> is that the world streams before you get there. So it doesn't stop to load. Of course it still loads, but it doesn't stop to load ever. It keeps going. Yeah. Um, so, a big thing in previous games like this is you could just run into a building, it would stop and load, and the guy chasing you would not come in after you because the loading has kind of stopped those two things happening. Yep. Now, if you go into a building, there's no loading, you just run straight in because it's streamed ahead of you being there, and whoever's chasing you will just come right in after you. Yep. And there is a lot of zombies on stream, like an unbelievable amount and they're all kind of acting relatively independently but then as a group when something happens like if there's a big flashbang or something they'll all run towards it well they have a horde mentality whereas in Dead Rising 2 and 3 I don't think they really had yeah. that as much they kind of uh, it was like they, a group of 20 and the others would kind of there was a, there was a break point yeah, that's a group a, that again goes to the loading kind of they all can kind yeah, of make, yeah, they yeah. kind of act independently until something triggers them which is like this, including Connect, can I hear you scream, and then it will, that will go nice. into the game. If that's Connect hears something, it will attract zombies. See, I love that. I love that. That's, that's so a good cool. use of Connect. Um, so cool. that, yeah, it looked amazing. Plus, is the fact that you can grab a zombie by its head, put your finger in its eye socket, and then rip its scalp off. Banned. Scalping. Banned. Yeah, Banned. probably. Banned. It's not even a human anymore. <laughs> but um, it was really cool. impressive. It looks good. It plays well. They're... They're catering to um, both types of people, like purists. They'll be able to play it in nightmare mode, which still has the time Sounds limit. Like the best mode ever. The time limit, and you can only do certain cases at certain times. And if you miss them, then they're gone. Which I've always found is a real turn off of, of Dead Rising. Like, I'll play a bit, yeah, and I'll be yeah. like, you know what? I missed that. I'm, I'm, I give up now because I've that missed that. Same, yeah. But, but you know, that game I realize is you have to play it multiple times until you level up and you're really awesome. Then you can do everything in one playthrough, mm-hmm. which is cool in its own regard, but I don't really like that grind style of play. Whereas in Dead Rising 3, you can do that if you want, or you can just set it to open. Yeah. And did, you can just play how you want. Did anyone ask about the save system? Um, in what way? Well, because the, the save system in Dead Rising turned me off. I hated it. In Dead Rising 3, you can save in Nightmare Mode. It'll be the same as it used to be. Yeah, fair enough. In the other mode, it's checkpoints, and you can save whenever you want. Okay, cool. I like that. So, because the, so you get the option. Yeah, the, the saving in, in Dead Rising, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't difficult, it wasn't hard to understand, but it was too complex. Well, you to had to be in, there was only one place, like, yeah, as you go yeah, to most places. It, it just, it, it frustrated me because it kind of restricted, and I, I guess it kind of added an element of realism that you're in a world that's in a zombie apocalypse, yeah. you can't just do whatever you want. But at the same time, it kind of made things a little bit too difficult, and it, yeah. But it's good to hear that. That was restricted that. No, it looks like a reason to get an Xbox One. It was the only good next gen game that was just next gen. The rest are all cross gen. Need for Speed Rivals is in cross gen. Is it? I don't think so. I thought it was. Yeah, I, I, I saw NBA um, and a few AA Ignite engine games, and they were quite impressive. They're, they're all cross gen anyway. They were only Ignite. No, NBA, 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 NBA Live. Oh, NBA, isn't it? Yeah. It was only a dribbling demo, but that 
was so good. It was impressive, but I, I, I'm not confident that it'll get released. <laughs> I don't know if you read my article, but the impression that I got, there was a, there was a person on... He, he said he was one of the producers, and the impression I got from him was that we don't want to show anything until we're 100% certain this is going to be the game that we're going to release because we've made mistakes in the past. And I said, I've been playing this game since I was a kid. And he goes, look, I've, heard, I've had a million people come up to me and say this, that you want to see NBA Live get back up and running again. I said, I do, because I love NBA 2K, but NBA Live is my part of my childhood. I grew up playing that game. And the sentiment that I got from him was that, not that it, it's not going to get released, but that they still don't know. <laughs> And that's, that's in a way, it's disappointing, but at the same time, if, if it's not ready, don't release it. Yeah. I think that's a good thing, because this is a new engine, and they they can't get it wrong, because if they get it wrong, the brand's already been damaged enough. They can't release a bad game. They can't, because I will, I will personally never go back to that franchise, because it's been like four years. Did you hear about the stuff that's in NBA Live, though, that like, if, if, it, if it exists, where they have the stats that... The NBA get they get yeah, uploaded yeah. to NBA Live and yeah. will change the way AI players play. Yeah, yeah. Like after each and every game mm. of the NBA season, which, yeah. I mean, which is pretty insane. The stuff that they're saying about it makes it seem like what the hell can NBA Two K pull out yeah. to compete? But if NBA Live actually is just vapor, mm. none of this means anything. I, I think that they've been working on the engine for a couple of years. Obviously, I think every publisher and dev's been working on a next gen, next gen engine yeah. but with NBA Live is that they've got they had such a large market and then they lost it so quickly that it's at a point now where they're basically starting fresh and that's why they started with Elite they're starting with Live now and they're, they're so cautious about what they say about the game but at the same time they're announcing all these new features for it and you can't help but be sceptical because they were, now, they were announcing the features last year as well. Yeah. And it, the game never got released. But it, it does look good, like you said, um, compared to what NBA Live used to be. The way that the ball handles, the way that the cat plays, compared to NBA 2K, it's another level. Yeah, it is. And 2K's got to up their game if they release this game because it looks pretty good. Yeah. That's cool. my rant about NBA Live. Live. One more good game since I bagged Nintendo last time. I did enjoy Donkey Kong Ridiculous Name Tropical <laughs> Freeze. Could have just been called Returns 2. It's but just anyway. Donkey Kong Country Prima. You know what? I thought about this. When I first played it, I was like, when I first saw the Nintendo Direct, I was like, Nintendo, I hate you. I hate you. You've let me down. Because Why isn't this Metro? On, yeah, exactly. On the, on the plane ride over, I was playing Donkey Kong Country Returns for the second time on 3DS. And then I realised if I hadn't played it again on 3DS, which I shouldn't have done, it would have been three years since the last DK game, and the first one was really good. So it would have been fine to do it again. I didn't like the motion controls, they made me play with a Wii Remote Nunchuck, as opposed to just a Wii Remote previously, when all I really want is a Pro Controller. I'll be playing with Pro Controller or Gamepad. The, the, um, the very pretty man standing by the console, as Nintendo do <laughs> at E3. Jamie. No, not Jamie. Uh, <laughs> a Nintendo. Are you going to point him to that? He said that. No um, He said. Because, yeah, we did the PR apps there, but we also had the Nintendo trained people. Uh, just, like, just the nice people who yeah, don't really get paid much. for the weekend. Yeah, those types. <laughs> I asked him and I said, uh, Can you use a Pro Control? And he's like, We remote. <laughs> <laughs> of course like, you can. Okay. Um, yeah, so I didn't like those controls really. I didn't like the two player. 
because I never liked two player. Yeah. <laughs> well, in like Diddy and Donkey basically became one character in Returns, and when you separate them and give each person it, you're useless on your own. You need them together to use like yeah. their real abilities. Yeah. Um, but as a game, I think it'd be pretty good. I think don't play it on 3DS. Don't buy that rubbish. It's a very good game, but I mean, if you want to enjoy these, you need the break. You can't play them both this year, and they are both coming out this year. Mm. Um. So I hope someone was fired for releasing that on 3DS this year because it's just dumb marketing. Because I feel mm. like I've just done that. They did it with Mario last year. They released Mario, New Super Mario Bros. on 3DS and they released it again on Wii U like two months later. <laughs> just like, this is just basic stuff Nintendo. I get excited for these franchises if I haven't played it for a year. Yeah. If I've played it, a remake this year already, I'm less excited. So They, they must have more... Well, I think... I mean, this is a new game. It's not fair on Retro because they didn't make the DS port, 3DS port. Um, They've been working on this for a while, presumably. But don't... My big advice is don't play it on 3DS now. Now that I've seen it on Wii U, um, I only didn't like it because I just played it again. It is visually very impressive, though. Yeah, Donkey Donkey Kong looks awesome. He's he's all furry. He's got fur this time. Instead of just just brown, he's uh, got fur. He, it looks quite good and it looks fun and plays well. I also was playing with um, Wii Remote and Nunchuck, which is awful. Yeah. No one should ever have to deal <laughs> with that monstrosity. Can they ditch those controllers or something? Can't I? Just like, I bought this Pro Controller, I had no games use it ever. No, Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers U uses it now. All the third party games use it, but there are no third party I games. I play NBA 2K with it. Oh, okay. I played on Wii U. Well, that's where I don't play Wii U, so that's why I haven't used it. Anyway. Um, what is NBA like on, on Wii U? It's good. You can play it on, on the... Yeah, well, the gamepad gives you extra stuff on the screen, cool. or you can play it off-screen, and that's fun, too. Can I you think. use the mic? There's a mic on the gamepad, right? Yeah. Can you use the mic to call plays? Nah, I don't think... I, I don't know. Think I've, I've, I've never that got shit. that far into it. I only, I've only played my career. Oh, okay, so you, do, you, do you actually play the games, the matches? Yeah. So you, you should try and see if you can call plays using the mic. Just as my guy. Because you can with Kinect. But... Oh, okay. With Kinect, I, I play like hardcore simulation, I control the point, I run plays. No, I just play my career, so I'm just playing my character. Oh, my player, my yeah, player. My okay, player, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. My career, yeah. Okay, sure. With Kinect, you can actually call plays. Like, oh, I play with the Bulls, I have Derek, Derek Rose, he runs to the spot, I run the play, and I say, all right, run, uh, you know, Noah, get open. And they'll all run into position with Connect, and it works. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. anyway One more bad game each, then we're yeah. going to do a very quick summary of the two new consoles, and then end. Okay. A bad game. Bad game. All right. Go. <laughs> I already said a bad game. You're saying oh, another one. Okay, disappointing, probably. Dis- disappointing is what disappointing, we Disappointing. Um, I think Destiny was... I, w- I want to see more of it. Yes! That's yeah. what I did I mean, put looks, in my it thing. Looks, it looks good. But what we saw at E3 was the same thing they showed during the presentation. The With the awful E3. script. Yeah, and it was the same awful script. And they, the they walked around and they're like, look at this massive world behind us as part of their terrible script. And it's like, oh, we're going to do something we never do. We're going to throw a grenade out there. Yeah. Can we see that world? Not yet. Yeah. It's... So, and then they took us in a very, very, very linear inside area. Yeah. And it looked like Halo, kind of. They, they basically and... wanted to show that it was Halo... Weaponry and to be honest, I'm not excited at all about Destiny from what I've seen of it so far. I'm, I'm excited because it's I think Bungie. it will be good. Well, Bungie did say we kind of talked to a developer, not really. Um, and he said that 
they're very excited to work on a new IP for the first time in 12 years, but then it's not really. not really. <laughs> new IP well, they're, they're pulling out all these weapons, and they look like weapons taken straight out And of this is, the, I mean, the pinner, not the needler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 they're all very similar. Not that that's a bad thing. I don't think it would be a bad game. game. I think what we've seen is not selling me yet. Uh, they they need to show the open world because that's what I'm interested in. If this yeah. is the open world... What's the MMO? Yeah, I mean, but I, I want to yeah, see yeah. what it's like. I haven't showed any of that. I need to see... What, I, don't, I need to know how it plays. I need to know... If it's going to be like a Halo MMO, I'm sold. But if it's going to be Defiance MMO, then you got to convince me a little bit more, you know? Yes. So... But yeah, disappointing that they didn't show a little bit more because I thought that they would have gone beyond what they showed yeah. pre-E3. But anyway... And Cod Ghosts, I didn't see enough of Cod Ghosts. Yeah, they never. Well, we don't even know if it has multiplayer. Well, I, I played I played uh, Modern Warfare three two years ago at E three. I played quite extensively. Yeah, well, they didn't have it this year. They um, this well, E three was apparently. This is my first E three, but this the, the mantra of this E three seemed to be hands off. Yeah, pretty much. Everything's no hands off. Conf- no one's confident. I don't think. I think a lot of these games are being made by multiple teams within the developers for multiple different different consoles. Yeah cross-gen, and publishers are like, let's just play it safe. These games are going to be good, but let's play it safe. Let's just not let anyone go. E3 is always more hands-off than hands-on, though. Two, no, two, two, when I went two years ago, so I, I went at a good time because... Well, it depends who you do, because like, Nintendo is totally hands-on. They don't do hands-on. Yes, they were, they, yeah, that's right. They were hands-on when they first announced Wii U as well. It was different yeah, well, to they when they finally hands-off. released. Yeah. Which is good, because a lot of their, their games kind of rely on the experience you have in your hand which was the same with the Wii and the gamepad. They want people to know how the gamepad feels, whereas Xbox and PlayStation is a bit different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was all tech demos. Well, I'm very, very split on which one to pick as the worst game again. It's not the worst game, most disappointing. I'm going to pick one from, I'm going to say next-gen exclusives, specifically Drive Club and Rise. Oh, they were Drive both Club. shit. Oof. See, I played Drive Club and I played GT6 like within minutes of each other. I couldn't really tell the difference in terms of general visualness, and I'd say GT6 looked better because it had much better detail. Maybe Drive Club was a little bit more kind of smooth around the edges, but it was an arcade racer and it was boring as all hell and it was terrible, and why are they making that? Rise was not a game, it was no. a tech demo to look very pretty. Um, the exact same things happened every time, so I eventually, when we first saw it at the Xbox event, um, I didn't play it, I looked at it, then I eventually went and played it later, and I don't know why I did that, what a waste of my life, <laughs> because they, exactly the same, I, saw, I probably saw the like the demo, like the 10 minute demo done, like, three or four times, exactly the same thing happened, same people died, same movement, same place every single time, same cutscene prompts, press X now, no different and if you don't press X, it still happens. That's not a game. You have no control over what's happening. Yeah. When I played it eventually, I was like, you know what, this dude to my right who's died every single time, I want to get him to live. Just put your shield down, guy. You'll survive. Can't do anything about it. He's going to die. That's not a game. I can't do anything that seems to change like, what's happening. That sounds like quintessential Crytek there, kind of holding everything back. It, but I didn't feel like I was playing. I felt like I was occasionally pressing X. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I have faith, but... The reports aren't good. What I, well, could only based on what we played, what I played on that was very, very close to the worst next-gen game out there. Wow. Probably the worst next-gen game. Uh, I would agree. It was awful. My, it wasn't a game. My final disappointing, disappointing game, Assassin's Creed 4. Okay. I was hoping they may have learned some lessons from 3, but there's 
quite apparent that they have not. I like the pirate idea. I'd play a pirate game. I don't but really I, know why it's it Assassin's Creed. It should be called Pirate Game. Something else. Not <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Blackbeard. Um, I really Creed. don't understand when Assassin's Creed became the game that Ubisoft decided every and any idea they have mm. goes into it. Do you know when that happened? When they made a lot of money from it? How can we keep this going? But if it, at this point, it's so far removed from Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 that I don't even know what it is anymore. It yeah, doesn't yeah. know what it is. Assassin's Creed is just the identity crisis mm. game. The franchise in general it kind of started... Assassin's Creed 1 was okay. It was a bit repetitive. I was really liked game. number yeah, 1. Yeah, it, it was a decent game. Assassin's Creed 2 took it to a whole new level. 2, two, was, two was the peak of the yeah. series. <laughs> and then it just kind of stayed the same. Brotherhood was, was um, probably still great, but it's, yeah. it had a bit too much of other stuff that didn't need to be in there. And then um, Revelations was kind of a mess. Three was just awful, and four looks to be mm. the same kind of awfulness that suffered from three, but with even more, because now it's a pirate game yeah. instead of an assassin game, and there's, there's even... You're a pirate assassin. There's so mu- there, is, there is so much content in Assassin's Creed 4, from what I can tell. So many things you can do. You can collect treasure, and you can go hunting... Um, on your ship and you can open trade routes and you can manage ships but I don't want to do any of it I want to assassinate people yeah. as a, the assassin yeah, that, yeah. I was, that I'm supposed That's to be Creed, yeah. like they give you so much choice but none of it appeals to me and I just I just think they need to give it a rest they need to just if once they bring this out let it be awful let it happen and then I will um wait until they bring out Assassin's Creed in like four years after that when they reboot it and maybe I'll have another look. That's the problem with the industry in general. COD's the same. You know, they... It, it gets to a point where you say, well, surely it's going to take a break now. Yeah. But they've got like stakeholders in their ears saying, this game is making money. Why are you stopping it? And whereas gamers kind of end up with a product that's just like, what is this? You know? It's, it's not... Adding more content is not innovating. No. There's nothing innovative about yeah, you... Assassin's Creed 4. It's so very um, typical of this generation and the end of this generation yeah, yeah, of game yeah. development. It's just like, just give them everything. It's just, it's... We don't know what our market is anymore. There's casual, yeah, there's yeah, hardcore, yeah. and there's mums and dads and kids. Make and it for everyone. Just anyone can <laughs> play this game, but the point is, well, it's not... That's what it wasn't yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be, you know? Just because 5 million people bought Assassin's Creed 2 doesn't mean that they were all across every type of gamer. Mm. Like, you know, you don't have to make a game for everyone. And the other problem is, like, when they try and make the third or fourth game in a series for everyone, people who've already played it have to suffer mm. through the stuff that you don't want because you're, you know what this series is about, or you think you do with Assassin's yeah. Creed, but now you have to deal with... Well, sorry, this game's also for your grandma, so mm. here's all the stuff that she might want to do, but... You'll never play. It's just... And it's just so splintered that there's not a real game in there. Mm. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think there's a game in Assassin's Creed anymore. It's so hard to tell from what we played. We always, always saw some other dude play, because that's how you do it at E3. Yeah. Um, pretty much we saw him do pirate stuff, nothing to do with the main game, which is, here's like a treasure map, Here's the island, and now you have to look at your map and see if this is a real island. And I thought, cool game idea for a pirate game. Um, I just think... I didn't see how it tied into that spread at all. I definitely didn't see why Smart Glass was being used, because it was just a map on a tablet, and you can also just pull it up by pressing collect. 
which I will do instead of using smart glass. Um, I just think that was the wrong thing to show, especially after the, yeah. after, after the reception Assassin's Creed 3 got. I just think they really should have pulled it back and focused on, hey, this is Assassin. You're, you're an Assassin. Here is us showing you the Assassin stuff. Yeah, not, yeah. Here's all the extra stuff that everyone complained about before. This is what we're showing of Assassin's Creed 4. And I know people are going to buy it. I know people are pumped about it. I know people are excited for a pirate game. And the fact that it's a pirate game is exciting because there haven't really been any good pirate games for a very long time. But just... I just think it shouldn't be Assassin's Creed. If, if, honestly, if it was not called Assassin's Creed and it was all about the pirate stuff, I would probably think that it was going to be an exciting game. But calling it Assassin's Creed really turns me on. Same as Blood Dragon, I guess. Why well, call it Far Cry? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we should move on to the Secret Sound because it's been a long time this podcast. Yes. Well, we've we had to catch up on lost time. We <laughs> um, do we still have our spare copy of The Last of Us? It's sitting right, right there, there, I believe. No we're giving that. that away, are we? Yeah. No yeah. You PS- must be over 18. PS3, The Last of Us. And a copy of Jack Reacher on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it, yeah. Uh, no, they yeah. have to take that. <laughs> so you do get a copy of The Last of Us. It is legit. It's a copy of the game on PS3. You do have to be R18, over 18. You don't have to really... You just have to not tell us you're under 18. and It's not our problem. Um, so if you are under 18, feel free to enter, but don't tell us you're under 18, and no one will have to know. <laughs> and here is the secret sound. Good one. Very E3 relevant. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> sure. Very, very hard. I'll just, I'll just make it a sound from Evil Within that no one will have heard except us three. It will... We well, gar- now they're going to know. We <laughs> guarantee you it's a sound you could have heard. Yes. Um, to win a good game for once. Yes, The Last of Us. And a movie which is uh, probably pretty, okay. It's okay. pretty good. Yeah, I it's very myself. 80s action, Yeah, but maybe like late 80s. Double prize. Yes. It's a good movie. Anyway, um, that's it. what do we do now? The talking Let's about just sign off. How we get contactable. You know just comment on this post. Comment, try and win Last of Us. Say hello. That's it. That's all you need from us. Just guess my comment. Comment on Facebook or the website. Don't worry about emailing because no That's one... It. Email is like snail so, mail these days. No one emails. We, it's so 2007. We don't check the email. I do. <laughs> I get emails from all oh, sorts okay. of stuff. Yes, we get 100 emails. Okay, like Leo checks the email. Like that tweet I posted the yeah, other day. Yeah, that's why I had no idea what that was about because I do not check the email. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're com, Survivor.com, at Ben underscore Salter, at Delta Phoenix 08, at press underscore Press. I should make it easier, shouldn't I? No, that's pretty good. That's just a game in itself. Yeah, true. And if they read the website, they'll know how to spell your name. They can copy and paste. Just guess. Just guess. Um, at at Survivor for Steve. He's currently in America. You know, he's not here. Don't worry about him. He's on US time. Tweet him. Just tweet him all the time. Interrupt his holiday. You're always sleeping so his phone vibrates while he's sleeping. And I think that's it. That's it for us. That was the giant bumper E3 issue. Yeah. Yeah, please just feedback what you love, what you hate. We pretty much hate everything. That's just our way on the Friendly Fire podcast. And we really didn't lay into Um, Nintendo that much this episode. We forgot. We will be back next week with our normal Nintendo veggies. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Alright. And yes, that's it. Goodbye. How long was that? Hour 14. Oh, that's not too bad. It's regular.